Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Podcast series, everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. I'm joined today by Len Suzio from Geodata Vision. So Len, what topics do you uh, want to touch on today? Dean, everyone is sitting on pins and needles regarding the 2022 interagency proposed CRA rule, as well as the imminent publication of the Dodd-Frank Section 1071 rule. I've been getting phone calls left and right from bankers asking me, what have you heard? What do you know? Uh, when is it going to be published? Uh, do you think it's going to be uh, the final rule will be the same as proposed? We know this, that the CFPB itself is under court order to publish the new 1071 rule by March 31st. So that's going to happen sometime in the next few weeks. You and I are speaking at the beginning of March of 2023. Uh, the Dodd-Frank uh, 1071 rule is going to be published sometime in the next few weeks by the end of the month at the latest. So as we speak, we're within days or weeks at the most before that rule is published. The timing of the publication of the new CRA rule is less def- definite. The prudential regulators are not under court order with a mandated publication date. So the release of the new CRA rule could be any day or could be months away from now as we speak at the beginning of March 2023. Since the release of Dodd-Frank 1071 rule is definitely imminent, let's address that topic first, Len. I think it's uh, obviously imperative and we've had a ton of questions coming in from clients. So Mm -hmm. what thoughts do you have to share with our listeners relative to that particular provision? Well, you know, Dean, ironically, the notice of proposed rulemaking regarding Section 1071 was published in October of 2021. That's right. It's been about 15 months in the making, and it's sure to be quite controversial. Furthermore, there's no doubt that the new rule will have profound implications for the entire financial services industry, not just banks. So as your listeners are probably aware, Dodd-Frank 1071 is not like CRA in that it does not mandate any test. Section 1071 will be more like the HMDA regulations in that Section 1071, like HMDA, will be strictly a reporting mandate. Now, having said that, the information reported under 1071 will be used for both fair lending purposes and for CRA as well. In fact, the proposed CRA rule will relinquish the reporting of small business loans and defer to the data to be collected to that information that will be mandated under Section 1071. The data collection and reporting requirements under 1071 will be far more onerous than the requirements under CRA. And I'm certain that the listeners are well aware that the institutions covered for reporting under 1071 will be far more numerous than the institutions mandated to report under CRA. That's why I'm getting calls even from credit unions. Um, I expect that whereas today only about 10% of banks are required to report under CRA, 90% of banks will be required to report under Section 1071. Not only that, but non-banks such as credit unions will become reporters under 1071 too. 
So it's not only banks that will be taking a keen interest in the 1071 rule when it's published. The credit union industry in particular, which has fought tooth and nail about being subject to CRA, are about to be covered by 1071, which is CRA on steroids, in my opinion. What do you think the final 1071 rule will actually look like? I know we get, you know, all these notice of proposed rulemakings and uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, uh, input that comes from various firms. But uh, in your opinion, what do you think it's going to look like? Well, I think that the final rule is going to be almost exactly what the proposed rule contained. There should be very little change because, first of all, the CFPB is responsible for implementing Section 1071. And the CFPB is run by the most, quote, progressive political appointees in Washington these days. So the proposed minimum minimal coverage trigger volume of 25 small business loans in each of the previous two years is likely to remain as will the numerous, quote, data points, which will quadruple the data points currently covered under CRA. It's going to be quite challenging for banks and other financial institutions, to say the least. So everyone is holding their breath. Section 1071's impact will be big with uppercase letters, B-I-G. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like I said, we've already received uh, a tremendous amount of phone calls and emails relative to 1071 and our thoughts and opinions and uh, so on and so forth. So we certainly, uh, I don't want to say we're looking forward to it, but um, <laughs> I certainly want to uh, digest uh, <clears throat> digest the provisions uh, so we can be more effective uh, for our clients uh, in the consulting side. So what about the proposed CRA rule? Um, we've talked a lot about it. What do you think will happen there? Well, the final CRA rule could be long delayed for several reasons. First, the agencies received thousands of comments and detailed criticism of the proposed rule. A few months ago, I spoke with someone who's involved with the interagency panel that's reviewing the comments that were received and they told me that it would be a good many months before the new rule is published because of the uh, volume of comments and criticisms that they got. I think the prudential regulators are also waiting to see what Section 1071 looks like because it will have a very big effect on the CRA regulations as have been proposed. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, the Section 1071 reporting requirements insofar as small business loans are going to replace the CRA reporting requirements of uh, small business loans. There's also the threat of legal action by the banking community if the final rule is adopted as proposed. You know, various bank associations, including the ABA and the Bank Policy Institute, have said that they think the proposed rule exceeds the statutory authority given to the agencies. Now, I won't go into the details of the legal basis for challenging the new rule as proposed, but clearly, the banking community believes the short comment period violates the Administrative Procedures Act. And that's one reason why banks could uh, legally object to uh, the final rules as, uh, when it comes out. The banking community also believes that the pro proposed rules expansion as to what constitutes an assessment area goes beyond the intent of Congress. Now, what I'm referring to here is the so-called, quote, retail lending areas and the examination of, quote, outside retail lending areas, uh, all the lending activity, which I think most bankers aren't even aware of that radical part of the proposal. The banking community clearly believes that the underlying mandate in the CRA, the Community Reinvestment Act, 
is for banks to, quote, reinvest in the communities where they obtain their deposits. That's why CRA regulations have always defined assessment areas to contain the markets where banks maintain their deposit-taking branches and ATMs. The whole idea behind CRA always has been to require banks to meet the credit needs of the communities where the banks get the money to lend. The father of CRA, Senator William Proxmire, made it quite clear during the hearing leading up to the passage of the Community Reinvestment Act back in 1977 that he wanted banks to be lending back into the communities where they derive their deposits. So the banks have a very good case or argument saying that these new assessment areas are totally a contradiction uh, beyond the statutory requirements of the Community Reinvestment Act and are actually a contradiction in many ways. So the long and the short of it is that I believe the final CRA rule won't be published until sometime late this spring, maybe even later. But like Section 1071, it could take more than a year from the comment deadline. Don't forget that expired August 8th of 2022. So just like uh, the Dodd-Frank 1071 provision, it could go into the summer and maybe into the fall. I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. Nothing would surprise me at all regarding the new CRA and when it's published. Well, and I guess bankers and many other financial institution leaders will be on the edge of their seats waiting for 1071 and the new CRA rule to be published. Uh, do you have any plans to uh, consult or educate the financial services community about 1071 and CRA when the final rules are published? Oh, that, absolutely for sure. These are the two biggest regulatory changes in, in over a decade, maybe more like several decades. So there's no doubt that we're going to be broadcasting webinars about these two very big regulatory changes, though I expect them to be so big that it will take a good month or, or more of study before we can speak authoritatively. When the 2022 CRA NPR was proposed, I locked myself away for almost an entire month reading and rereading and taking literally more than 1,000 notes as I went through the proposed rule was only big, it was about 770 pages, uh, but it was also very complicated. In fact, so complicated, I called it convoluted. And in fact, I submitted more than 100 pages of comments and documentation, uh, basically, for the most part, criticizing the proposed rule, which I thought was unrealistic and unnecessarily complex. Now, you and I, by the way, Dean, have discussed doing an education series on the new rules after they are published. And I really do look forward to working with you and M&M Consulting to help banks and credit unions grasp the implications of Section 1071 and the new CRA rule. Len, I too look forward to collaborating with you later in the year uh, on, on these efforts and to help financial institutions uh, uh, get more informed about, uh, about these rules, these two big, very large regulatory changes. Um, and, you know, as you indicated, uh, perhaps some workshops or some sort of an education series. Uh, um, so stay tuned in, uh, is what I'll say to our audience, um, not only to our podcast, but you can visit uh, our websites. Um, and we'll be updating those accordingly uh, when the final rules do come out. And, and Len and I have had time to collaborate on putting together some sort of an education and consulting series 
uh, to bring everybody up to speed and, and assist them with that uh, uh, 1071 as well as the CRA implementation. Uh, this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting saying thank you for joining us today. And this is Len Suzio of Geodata Vision saying we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.